the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is, it, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samarita, Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give them will, be, will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them will become, will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for our salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want? or why are you speaking with her? When the woman left her water jar and went back into the city, she said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is re already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. 
Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who lives and reigns amongst us now and forever. Amen. I have to admit that this sermon has changed about three times during this last week. One time I thought that it was all about Jesus kind of being uh, Superman and coming in to save the day for this woman. And then I thought, no, maybe it's more about the disciples and what they're, uh, what, what they're supposed to be about. And then yesterday, as I was writing the letter to the congregation, this sermon kind of changed again. And so you get to uh, have the, the best of all of the worlds because, I, one, I tried it out at the first uh, service and it worked well. So hopefully it'll work well again. And the reason that I changed it is because I think that this gospel story really has something to say about relationships. As we look at the gospel, I want to, to kind of help rediscover some of the context of this. Now, you remember that Jesus is a Jew, right? Good, I'm glad that you remember that. That's, that's true. But he's not of the Jerusalem kind of Jew. He is from Nazareth. And you know the, the saying, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth is a backwater place. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And it, it really has no uh, importance to the rest of the Jewish nation. But Jesus is from there. He's not a part of the Pharisees or the Sadducees. He's a part, but not fully a part of the Jewish nation. And he finds himself in Samaria. Now, Samaria is a place that was populated by those who were once Jews but no longer are. They kind of have a faith in God, but they don't go to Jerusalem to practice their faith. And so the Jews and the Samaritans, they don't mix very well. In fact, if you remember the story about the Good Samaritan, the reason that that story is so shocking to the people of Jesus' time is because the Samaritan of the story is the good guy. The people of that time would never have thought of the Samaritan as being a good guy. They were always the bad guys in anything. You never want to be a Samaritan. You never want to be with a Samaritan. At least that was the prevalent thought of the time. And so here Jesus finds himself in the Samaritan town and at a well, not quite in the city, but not, not too far outside of the city. 
So again, Jesus is a part of the group, but, but not a part of the group. And then you have this woman that, that comes to draw water at, at noon, the gospel says. Now this is kind of odd, because back then, normal time for going to get water would have been in the cool of the morning. So early, early on, before the sun was even up. And the tradition of the time was that the woman of the household would go and fetch the water, or go and get the water, carry their jugs uh, to the, the well, fill them up, and then carry them home. Now, have you ever carried five gallons of water? It's heavy. It's laborsome. It's tiresome. And so these women came in the cool of the day because... They didn't want to be overheated. But this woman comes at the time when she knows that nobody else will be there. So to me, that suggests that she too is not a part of the greater group. She has distanced herself from everybody else. And in the story, in the gospel, we, we know a little bit more because Jesus goes on to it a little bit later, but... She's there at the well, gathering water for the day, in the heat of the day, trying desperately to avoid anybody and everybody. And she finds Jesus there. And she recognizes him as a being a Jew, as somebody that's not a part of her group. She must have been astounded when Jesus speaks to her and asks her, give me a drink. Because men and women, they didn't interact like this. Men did not approach women and women did not approach men at that time. It just was not done. But here it is. Jesus says, give me a drink. And she says, why would I get you a drink of water? You don't have a bucket. You don't have a jar. How is it that you are going to, to get this water? And Jesus says, if you only knew who it was that was asking these, this of you, you would know that he would be able to give you much, much more. About this time of that, I wonder if the woman just started to have an inkling that, that Jesus was, was far more different than she had first assumed. He talks about living water. And I wonder if she has just a glimmer of hope that what he says just might be true. I think that's because when she says, uh, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water anymore. She knew she wasn't a part of the society. She wasn't a part of the town. She knew that it was hard work coming to get all this water in the heat of the day. And quite frankly, she was fed up with it. 
She didn't want to be thirsty anymore. She didn't want to have to work so hard during the heat of the day anymore. She didn't want to be constantly reminded that she was not a part of the bigger group. She was desperate. And when Jesus said to her, bring your husband, she answered, I have no husband. And here we start to see what has been separating her from the rest of everybody else. She has been separated because of her own actions. She's been separated because of what others think of her. And quite frankly, she's sick and tired of putting up with it anymore. And so if Jesus can just maybe, just maybe, make sure that she doesn't, <clears throat> that she doesn't have to do it anymore, well then maybe there's just an inkling of hope that can be had. <clears throat> She declares, Jesus, you are a prophet. And Jesus says, I am he. It's about this time in the gospel story yesterday afternoon that I started to wonder if I have more in common with this woman at the well. This week has been up and down and in and out and I've I've swung from both sides of the pendulum, all the way from this is gonna, we're going to be fine, we'll just have to get through it, we'll do what we need to do, to maybe we need to shut everything down and close it all up just so that everybody's safe. One side to the other and not knowing where that middle ground is can be exhausting. what I think is important about today's gospel, it is about relationship. This woman needs relationship to be restored with her people and with those who are around her and with her God. In a week like today, or a week like this week, we need to have our relationships restored just as much. I need to have my relationships restored with my God and with my fellow people. And for that, Jesus says, I am he. He declares that he is the Messiah. The Holy One, the promised one of God that has come to make things new. amazing to me that the woman once she hears this she does doesn't sit there and and want to listen more to jesus she actually heads back into the city the very place where she dreaded to go in the first place she goes back there and miracles among, among miracles she speaks to the people she tells them what she has seen and what she has heard. 
And she tells them that Jesus is one who has told, that, told her everything that she has ever done. This woman who was a part of the greater society now chooses to go back and witness to that greater society that God is indeed doing something amazing in their midst, right here in Samaria. Could this man be the Messiah? And the people listen. And they heard, they paid attention to her. That relationship that was broken has been restored. They come out and they listen to Jesus and they hear what he has to say and what he has to teach. And they hear that God's love is indeed for them. Just as much as anybody else. God has indeed chosen them as his children. And they make this declaration. It is no longer because of what you have said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Maybe just maybe, in times like this, we need to be ready to be open to a relationship with our God. To know that we are loved wholly and completely. That we are redeemed and made complete through his son, Jesus Christ. And that Jesus truly is the savior of the world. Maybe, just maybe that will help with our fear, our anxiety, our helplessness, our direction of where to go. Maybe if we look to Jesus with our faith, we will see God at work and relationships being restored anew once again. Amen. Our hymn of the day is Come to Me All Pilgrims Thirsty. <laughs> 